Hello, 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 hello. How are you doing on today? I am back to continue uh, the series that we are uh, in about the warrior within. Today, I am going to be um, <clears throat> continuing uh, part two of There is Beauty in the Struggle. All right, part two. There is beauty in the struggle. Doesn't it feel good to be chosen? Now think about this for a minute. Uh, there are many events um, in our lives that we have been chosen to do something special. It could be part of a play, a dance, a game. Uh, you've been called out at church to do something. Maybe you're at work, your boss comes and says, I want you to lead this, this project. Maybe just at home having fun. You take the lead in games. Uh, just being chosen to lead, all right? So you got that uh, event in mind. How did you feel at that time because you were chosen? Felt special? Like, I got this, you know, I can do this. Let's go team, you know, we got it. In the same way, God is not forceful. He wants us to choose him. How do you think God feels when you choose him? God, our father. He's pleased with us when we choose him. We decide to put him in front of everything else. When I decide to put God in front of everything else, in front of everyone else, in front of what I'm going through right now, in front of what I, how I feel, when I choose to put God first in everything, this pleases our Father. Let's look at Genesis chapter 3, verses 7 and 8. At that moment, their eyes were open, and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. When the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Now, what is this uh, text, this scripture saying to you? We have Adam and Eve in the garden, you know, after they ate the fruit, their eyes were opened. And now they could see the nakedness of their body. They felt the shame of their body, the guilt. Why? Because they went against what God told them to do, right? They felt a certain way that God never intended for them to feel that shame and that guilt. So they hid themselves from the Lord. My question to you today is, are you hiding from the Lord? God sees you. He sees all. He's all-knowing. He's everywhere. 
He knows exactly where you are right now at this moment in your mind, in your life. He knows exactly what you have gone through. He knows exactly how you feel about the situation. He knows exactly how you feel about the offender. But the question is, are you hiding from God when he already knows everything about us? Now, let's look at Psalm 139, 8 through 10. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. Who can hide from God? We cannot hide from God at all. Wherever we go, he is there. Whatever we're doing, he is there. Whatever we're thinking, he is there. Whatever we're feeling, God is right there. So you might as well be honest with him, right? Because he already knows. He knows every thought that we have already. He knows what we're going to say or do or think before we even act it out. He knows. So I implore you to stop thinking you can live this life by yourself and win. You need God to help you navigate the oceans and the pitfalls of life. We all need God in our lives. God is calling us, calling us out. He's calling for us. Where are you? Isn't that what he said to Adam? Adam, where art thou? And he's hiding. Will you answer his call or make excuses? God, I don't want to deal with that. God, I don't have nothing to say with them. They was wrong. You know what they did. Yeah, he know what they did. But will you keep making excuses or will you answer his call? What is his call? There is a warrior within you. Will you allow the warrior to arise and come out and live? Or will you stay in that place of complacency? The place of not dealing with it. The place of running and hiding. Where are you? Will you come out? God is calling you right now through my voice. Come out. Where are you? When we are not attached to God, we are like branches that have fallen off the tree, not attached to the root. What's going to eventually happen to that branch? We already know. Within time, it's going to die. In time, it's going to wither up and die because it's no longer connected to its power source. We wither up and die eternally. Don't let that be your story. You have a choice to make today. Now, the author has an exercise in uh, 
the workbook here that says, go outside and look at the trees or, you know, if the weather's nice, go just go look at a tree. God is the tree. He is the source. You are the branch. And we know without God, we can do nothing. Or if the weather is not permitting, look through the window at a tree. How does it look? Is it alive? Is it flourishing? Is it blooming? And how can you compare this, that tree, to your life? Are you standing tall and rooted and grounded? I'm looking out my window right now. The wind is blowing. It's a sunny, beautiful day. And the leaves are just, you know, moving all about because the wind is blowing. Standing tall, enjoying the wind and the sun. How does your life compare to the tree that you're looking at? Or is the branch, because you're the branch, are you disconnected, so disconnected, so far away from God that you are withering up on the inside? Let's get back to the power source and get grounded and rooted in God. We must flourish in God. We must stand firm. Psalm 1-3 says, he will be standing firm like a flourishing tree planted by God's design, deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss, bearing fruit in every season of his life. He is never dry, Never fainting, ever blessed, ever prosperous. And as I was thinking about and meditating on the tree, my mind went to uh, flowers. A couple of scenarios, all right? So with the flowers, if you have a rose bush, it's, it's growing wild, right? It's out of control. The gardener eventually has to clip it, right? Clip it and shape it so it can flourish and bloom more flowers. All right, of course the clipping is painful, but there comes a time that we have to clip things from our lives. The people that we know we shouldn't be around, the places that we know we should not go, those things that we know that are no good for us, eventually we have to clip those relationships. Why? because they're no good for us. Actually, they're dead things. They're not helping us to grow at all. They're keeping us stuck in a place that we don't belong. When God is saying, I want you to flourish, to grow and be prosperous in your life and never dry, that's a blessed place to be. No matter what season you're in, it's not dry and you're blessed. Take a minute and jot down some things that God breathed his favor on in your life. There is always something that we have overlooked. It could be a small or big thing. Meditate on what God has done for you. The small things, how he kept you. He kept your mind. 
He saved your life. He got you out of that situation. It didn't turn out to be as bad as you thought it would be. It's like when we're in it, it's like the worst situation of all. But I love the fact that the joy of the Lord is my strength. And no matter what I am going through, no matter what I am faced with, I'm like that tree planted by the rivers of the water, standing firmly because I know my God is in control. And if God allowed the situation to happen, he's going to get me out. He's going to bring me through it. And there is a purpose for it. Now, the second example that I have about the flowers or the rose bush. When you dig up a plant, all right, you pull it out of the ground, right? You see all of the roots. Now, if you shake it, right, that dirt comes off of it. Or those dead things, all those bugs, the things that are under the earth, underneath. What is on the inside of you that needs to be shaken off of you today? Mm, Jesus. And then on the flip side of that, let's just say you take that plant and you just lay it over there, right? You don't put it back in the dirt because you don't want it to, to grow anymore. Now the air, the elements dry out the plant, right? And it withers away and it dies. Ladies, that's exactly what we have to do with those painful experiences that we have been through. We got to dig them up, uproot it, let the air get to it, let the truth of God's word get to it so that they can dry up, wither, and die. Refuse to live there any longer but you have a choice to make. At times, we neglect to thank God for the things that he has done for us, and we don't even realize what he has done. Just think about, all right, those things that he has done for you, the big, the small, the things that you have appreciated that he's gotten you out of and through. He was there all the time. He was there. I know it may not have seemed like it, but God only allowed the enemy to go but so far in your life. Don't miss what God is doing in your life by being too busy in the flesh. Slow down and take the time to spend with your Abba father, your daddy, your poppy. Spend the time with your father. Slow down and just share your heart with him and be honest. You will receive a harvest of what you plant. So plant joy, peace, and love. You're going to reap what you sow. What are you planting in your life? Well, you may not be planting anything right now. Maybe if you've grown up some, you're a little wiser. But maybe you're reaping some things that you've sown in the past. 
that anger and that hatred, that bitterness, argumentative? What have you sown that you are now reaping? Mm, the law of sowing and reaping. It will shock you when you realize God has been there all the time. Why has he been there all the time? Because you are chosen. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. He has something for you to do, only you. But first, you've got to uproot it. Whatever it is, you have got to do the work and dig it out. Shake the dust off. Let the elements and the air of God's word dried up, never to come back again. And use it, the after effects, for his glory. Use it because you have been chosen for this purpose. Amen, amen. That is the lesson for today. I pray that you guys are being blessed uh, by these lessons. Until next time, we will continue about the beauty in the struggle. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.